0: It is the Friday, December 3rd edition of Baseball Today. It's my man, T. Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. What's going on, dude? How are you?
1: See, Rosie. Again, just a beautiful face to wake up to. Yeah. I'm excited to talk some ball with you today. We need to discuss our future of this show because yes. guess what? They locked the doors.
0: I know they did. And, and we have to discuss a little bit about what that means, uh, how we're going to be covering things moving forward when, when there isn't player movement and there's no transactions. It's okay. Listen, there some of your favorite linear television shows are going to be taking a major break, meaning you won't be getting your baseball content anywhere but here. And so we're not deserting you just because the owners and the players cannot get on the same page right now. And we understand that we understand the business side of baseball. It doesn't mean that we are going anywhere. We're going to be here each and every Tuesday and Thursday starting next week.
1: I don't understand the business of baseball, and I've been in baseball my entire life, so (laughs) maybe you get it. I don't understand it.
0: You know, listen, I'll be talking to a bunch of our guys, our co-hosts on the Rose Rotation. We'll have guests as well. But, you know, part of the deal is that players cannot have contact with their teams. They cannot use team facilities and stuff like that. If you were still playing, how would that affect you right now?
1: it wouldn't affect me at all. I mean, because I would get my training done in California, but there are a lot of guys who use their facilities throughout the year, whether it's your spring training facility Mm -hmm. or you're, you live in your big league city and you worked out at the stadium. Like a lot of guys do that, especially rehabbing guys. And, you know, they teams just have to prepare for that. Players have to prepare for that. You know, I talked to Kapler about it uh, up in San Francisco and he said, yeah, they just had, preemptive meetings just in case this happened like had to get everyone set up with you know their own rehab facilities and stuff which i think is just ridiculous because i want everyone to know this this is truth and i think this i think you say this is no cap that's how the young kids say it that means true um the lockout was done by the owners, by MLB, they, that was a, a choice they made. That wasn't a forced decision. There was no like, hey, it comes down to this. So there's no agreement. You have to lock out. They chose to lock out as a negotiating tactic, and here
0: we are. Right. Well, the league called it a defensive mechanism. You can decide which side of the fence you are on. Uh, I don't quite believe it. I don't buy it. Uh, you know, everybody, there's some people who will be out there and say, well, the the players are playing a kid's game and I would do it for free. Once again, you better do it for free because I'm not coming to watch you play. I'm not coming to watch me play. I'm coming to watch the best players on the planet play baseball. And um, I have gone to an awful lot of games in a variety of different sports. I have never gone to a game to watch an owner own. Not once, not once in my life. I always go to watch the best players play. So if you're going to sit on the fence or you have, haven't decided who you're rooting for in this negotiation, obviously we're rooting for you, the baseball fan, and for those of us that that love the sport. But at the end of the day, I'm rooting for the millionaires over the billionaires.
1: Oh, stop, man. It's not even really about that. We, and we can go into the lockout so much more. I don't think we're going to do it on today's episode. But, you know, it's just I think it's just such a bad look with We always talk about, you know, whether it's on this show or or talking baseball, really, it's been a PR type thing between the Players Association and MLB. You know, they they use the media as a weapon right now. MLB had a golden ticket here to win a PR move. Like, they could have said, no lockout, let's keep negotiating this thing. In fact, I think that would have put more pressure on the players. Totally. Because now you're saying, hey, look, we said no lockout, so let's get back to the table. Instead, they've frozen all of baseball, and now they're saying, oh, that's putting pressure, bringing MLB back to the table. I don't believe that. I think they misplayed their hand here. All the players with like the blank face thing was really funny, and that was an unintentional thing that happened with MLB. You know, They had to take all of the players' likeness off their website, all the stories about the players off their website, and now go to their website for what? And that's it's an embodiment or a personification of like, you know, MLB without players. What do you got if you don't got players?
0: Nothing. You don't have anything. Nothing. And you're right because it's the owners that are forcing a quote work stoppage. Right. Even though we're not missing any games, we are missing the opportunity to enjoy what we've enjoyed the last two to three weeks, which is ample player movement. Um, if you bypass the lockout the only thing the players have in their power to withhold is their labor. And if they go out on strike, I can tell you the tone and the tenor Mm -hmm. of the public is very different. Wouldn't you agree?
1: I I totally agree. You know, and I think that again, like they, they misplayed their hand. They should have continued negotiations and basically put the ball in the player's hands. And they did not do that. And that was just a mistake by them
0: we will get to some of the last bits of player movement that did happen prior to the lockout momentarily. But first, uh, those of you that are are watching on our YouTube channel might notice that we're each wearing jerseys today. And there's a very specific reason for that. Um, you may have, uh, followed the story, the tragic story that unfolded in Waukesha, Wisconsin within the last, um, several days, uh, a young boy, there, eight-year-old boy, baseball fan named Jackson Sparks was lost when when a, a car went into the parade route and um, he passed away and his parents said listen he was such a huge baseball fan we want all of the kids that are attending his funeral to wear on December 3rd their favorite jersey and the Milwaukee Brewers caught wind of this and they turned it into a national story and so Jerseys for Jackson is the hashtag you'll see all over social media on December 3rd. And that's why we are each wearing one of our favorite jerseys. I'm wearing one that my buddy Miguel Rojas was nice enough to send to my house. Um, I greatly appreciate it. It's near and dear to my heart. uh, And as, even though this is a truly tragic event, I think what it shows is that when community comes together, uh, it serves an amazing purpose. And if this can help his family at all, Uh, try and cope with this tragedy, we're here for them. We don't know the Sparks family. We did not know Jackson, but baseball was something special to him. And we will honor his memory with a a request from his family today.
1: Yeah, like you said, if this helps the grieving process whatsoever, like I'm I'm willing to do anything. I can't even imagine, you know, as a parent, even as someone without kids, like you have to imagine – and try to put yourself in Jackson's parents' shoes right now. It's the worst place in the world to be. So, anything to, you know, maybe even bring a smile on their face for a second is worth it.
0: We support you. We love you. Uh, we will honor Jackson's memory. And I, I encourage you to do the same. You might think that it's just, you might say, well, I'm not famous. What are they going to care? Take a selfie of you, you know, in your favorite jersey and post it with that hashtag, uh, Jersey for Jackson. And, I guarantee you, you'll make a difference and you'll feel a little bit better. There's no question. We will uh, get back to the games we play with a little bit of player movement that happened just prior to the lockout. In fact, we had a trade that happened mere moments before the lockout between the Red Sox and the Brewers. And Hunter Renfro is now on his way to Milwaukee for Jackie Bradley Jr. and the 16th and 17th best prospects in the Brewers organization. Although one of the kids seems to be a fast riser, as we like to say, I do believe. Um, so is this a curious move by Boston, in your opinion, after kind of a career year by Renfro, and he still has two more years of control under the current economic system?
1: I think it's just a move that both sides were looking to make. You know, Boston looking to you know help out their defense a little bit, and Milwaukee needs offense in the worst way. So I think it kind of just fit both sides there. Now, um, Renfro coming off like a really good year, like you said. So Milwaukee's looking to replace Avicel Garcia there. And you can just basically plug Hunter Renfro into his spot, which is really good. And then, like I said, Boston gets Jackie Bradley, who they're familiar with, who can still play elite center field defense. So, I mean, look, I think it's a, it's a good move for both for both sides. And, yes, that artificial deadline really made some moves happen and go down uh, or right before everything froze over. I, I just – I think, like I said, it's a move for both sides.
0: With Renfro, he's coming off a lot of career highs in categories, including OPS for a full season. So the Red Sox are selling high. Now, I think the Brewers were smart to do this because, as I said, under the current economic – agreement there's two more years of control that they have with hunter renfro they're going to save a little bit of dough as well uh, on the move and and give up a couple of prospects the thing i love about renfro is i ain't running on him he's a difference maker in the outfield man he did he had 16 assists a year ago i can't believe that many people challenged him so we'll see um and it's not an easy right field to play in boston that's a weird place right the ball takes a weird carom out there but he is a really good defensive right fielder. If he can pop 25 to 30 homers in that part, which I think he should be able to do in, in that park, I think it's a great move for Milwaukee. Why not?
1: Like I said, both sides benefit from this. Who Was was Kike mostly playing center field for the Red Sox? Yeah, Soxans he was. Yet? I mean, he was so, basically
0: their center fielder at the end. Yeah,
1: get Kike back in the infield. Verdugo stays in left. They have a younger guy, Duran, who um, I talked to one of my buddies, Chris Herman, about. He says he's a really He's an awesome player, they can put him in uh, one of the corner off spots as well and let Jackie just like go do his thing. He knows he knows that center field better than anyone. So, uh, again, um, just a nice little move, a nice little supplemental. It's like a if this was a Thanksgiving dinner, this is like a, the side, one a of nice the sides, sides. you yeah, mm-hmm. maybe an appetizer. I don't know.
0: And by the way. Uh, The Red Sox have been very quiet on the offensive front so far in the offseason. They've made a couple of they brought in a couple of veteran pitchers and walk and Rich Hill is on like his 98th tour of duty with the Boston Red Sox. But other than that, they've been (laughs) kind of quiet. So they're not done. Uh, Their offense, I still think, might take a different look after the lockout is over, but we will see. Uh, Also, right before the lockout happened, Marcus Stroman announced on his social media. I'm headed to the north side of Chicago. He gets three years, seventy-one mil to pitch for the Cubs. Uh, once the lockout's over, do you expect Chicago to keep spending, or do you think they're going to sit back and say, "All right, we'll take our lumps during the rebuild"?
1: I don't know. You know, everyone assumes like they were just entering a rebuild. They get rid of you know a lot of their core players from that that run they had there. But when you start to look around the NL Central, I mean, it's kind of up for the taking, isn't it? I mean, I know you got the Brew Crew there. And they can pitch, and they can play defense, but they have a giant size offensive hole. They really do. They got. To, they have to figure that out and, and, mm-hmm. and quickly. Um, but the rest of the of central, I think, is up for grabs. And it's not like the Cubs are going for it a ton. They still have a good top of the rotation pitching now with Hendricks and Stroman. They brought in Jan Gomes. They still have Wilson Contreras there. We'll see what they do with him. I don't know if they're too far off, like in that division. So maybe that's what they're thinking, and maybe they'll take this time over the break to really the 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 break the lockout to really decide like what direction they want to go. But I don't think bringing in Stroman for you know a a shorter deal. I don't think it's it's indicative one way or the other if they're going for it now or they're kind of just sitting back and, and and doing the rebuilding thing. It's kind of a move that you can take either way.
0: Well, I think it allows them to kind of straddle the line right now because Stroman yeah. actually has an opt-out after the first two years. So if yeah. things are not going well and he continues to pitch well and he has pitched very well over the last four or five seasons, um, then he could opt out and get an, a longer deal and get even more money. Um, I understand the move by Marcus Stroman. I totally get it. You know, he should get as much money. He should cash in. Guy has pitched very, very well. And I know that he believes that he could be the centerpiece of a turnaround there. Uh, the guy doesn't lack confidence nor should he with his ability but I see to me there's there is a pecking order in the National League Central there really is it's not like it's the AL West where you've got Houston and then you've got other teams that are trying to catch them but yeah I put Milwaukee and St. Louis ahead of them and obviously the Pirates are totally disbanding their team and the Reds I think are doing the same so I think kind of by default they're Kind of the third-ish best team, because well, I think the Reds are going to be continuing to sell, sell, sell once this lockout's over. But I, I think there's an opportunity to get some really good players on the cheap at the back end of the lockout. I think.
1: I thought this was a move the Cardinals were going to make. I thought it was my kind of like dark horse, yes. you know, move for them with the kind of defense they have, and and Stroman keeps the ball in play on the ground. Like it, it would have made a lot of sense. Um. But maybe that's what the Cubs were thinking too. I don't know, man. You know, it's it's interesting. Like you said, like we're both trying to figure out which way they're going. I think they could make ways if they have some of their prospects come up. Some of the younger guys, you know, step up for them. That's tough to do, but you know, good for them. I I am never gonna I'm never gonna bash a team for spending money, nope. going out and I mean, getting good players. That's what you're supposed to do. If you see a window at all in your division, go for it.
0: And by the way, let's not forget that they claimed wade miley off of waivers from Cincinnati. that's true so, so they their have, top three all of a sudden yeah stroman Hendricks, wade miley those are you know they're n- nobody's going to be winning it, the strikeout you know nobody's going to be the strikeout king on the north side of chicago but you know what all those guys know how to pitch and they all know how to win games so yes it could be fun to, at least to watch those three all right um speaking of interesting signings the major league saves leader mark melanson now in his late 30s, signs a two-year $14 million deal with the Arizona Diamondbacks? Jake Snakes, Snakes. baby. (laughs) Were you surprised that he ended up there and not a contender?
1: I'm not surprised. You know, here's what I think of this move, Chris. First, you get a true professional to be around your players. And Mm -hmm. I know I say that about all veterans when they sign – but it's true. Like you get these guys that have been through it around your younger players. It's very, it's, it's very good for your organization to have that, especially a guy like Mark, who's been around to a ton of different organizations and understands kind of just the game on a very broad perspective. I remember facing Mark back in AAA in 2008. How about that? That's how old wow. me and Mark are. Yeah. Uh, but he's a great, obviously led the league in saves last year. He's I'm reading his stats right now. I think he has seven years of sub two, a uh, sub three ERA ball. Mm-hmm. Including the last two years. So he's he's been pitching well. And this is what I really think. I think the Diamondbacks have this guy. And if he looks really, really good, you know what they're gonna do with him. See bye you. bye. Bye. And it's Take cheap care. enough, cheap enough and short enough. They added the extra year so they'll get a little bit better package back for him. If this is a one-year deal, then what are you really gonna get? But you sign him for two years, you guarantee I think it's seven million a year, like you said. Teams are gonna be coming after him if yep. he's good. And they need uh, bullpen help, which pretty much every team does towards the end of the season. So that's what they're thinking. Let's get them around our young guys. And then around July, we'll just go like this. Bye, buddy.
0: Yeah, I think that's exactly the play from the team standpoint. It's. It, I was just, I guess, a little more curious from the from Melanson's viewpoint. Oh, it was his biggest offer for sure. Okay. I mean, it, it, if it's that simple, then that's fine. I I don't yeah. begrudge a player ever for pulling in the most cash that he can. I mean, you play this game for a very limited amount of time, go maximize your earning potential. Um, Don't listen to all that bullshit about, well, what about the ring? If he gets a ring, great. At the end of the day, you got to take care of your family. So
1: I will say this. I've said it before. I'll say it again. The number one priority of a baseball player is not winning a world series. Okay. They can say that to the media. And obviously that's very, very high up on the priority list. Number one is financial security for your family. That is number one. Don't let it get twisted. And it should be. You know, my friend, he's not really my friend. I think he hates me. Uh, Robert Stock, even though he should be my friend. We're like this from the same area. What? We got into a Twitter war one time. Oh, it's not, okay. not a big deal, Chris. All right. Robert Stock put out a tweet yesterday saying, look, people are underpaid all through the minor leagues. And for the first seven years of your major league life, you're also underpaid in terms of what you're worth. So don't ever fault a guy when he's finally reached free agency, which very few people do. Don't ever fault a guy for going and getting the most money. Like, nope, I, don't, I get I get it if he's your guy and you want him to take a hometown discount. Get rid of that term completely. That's, get rid oh of shit, it. that thing. That's yeah, so, so stupid. Just remember, guys, very it's very infrequent to make it to free agency. We see all these guys because that's who we talk about, but like the vast majority of big leaguers don't make it to free agency. Mm-hmm. Yep. But when a guy does, he can cash in.
0: Yeah. Most players don't have an average career that lasts six seasons. And that's what you have to do in the current economic climate. And in that's order where to make we're
1: creations. at with CBA. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, by the way, so Melanson had his most saves and his lowest DRA since 2016. So he pitched very well. The thing that scares you at the, when you put him in the back end of a bullpen, He's never been a high strikeout guy. He's never been that dude. So in the world that we live in, where all the front offices love high VLO guys, particularly in the eighth and ninth innings, a guy like Melanson scares you a little bit because he's got to trick you. He's got to throw that curveball, keep you off balance, spot his fastball, that sort of stuff. He's been a damn good pitcher. He's got a career ERA plus of 143. When the league average is around 100, that's a career ERA plus of 143. That's pretty damn good. Um, And you're right. The the odds of him staying in Arizona for the entire 2022 season. Sell. Sell.
1: You don't know that. Go snakes. Remember what we said about the Giants last offseason? I think, let's go snakes. hold on. (laughs) The
0: the Giants weren't coming off 110 loss season. They weren't. No, because they only played 60 games the year before. But you understand my point. We all thought the Giants were going to win like between 75 and 81 games. And they, they wowed the world. So let's just play this game. If the if the diamondbacks improve by twenty five games, if they get twenty-five more wins, they're still under five hundred.
1: Yeah, they went fifty they won fifty two games last year. Yeah, fifty two and one ten.
0: That's a lot of losing, man.
1: They do have a handsome manager just like San Francisco, hey. former ball player Tori Lavello, your friend. Yeah,
0: why not? All right, uh, this is a fun question. Which team should take the time during the lockout to take a very good deep dive in their off-season strategy so far, and maybe change things up when we resume transaction status?
1: This is a fun question because you can really, you can really say any team.
0: Well, there's some big, there's some big teams that haven't right, like the Dodgers haven't done a ton, the Yankees haven't done it. You gonna go that direction?
1: I think I'm gonna go the Mariners.
0: To rethink it? I think I they've just, done pretty well.
1: Yeah, I, I want them... I think that they can go win the division this year. And I I do. Really? I do. So I want them to have that type of urgency. I don't want them to say 2022 can be a really good year for us. I want them to say, let's go step on the Astros' throat. Let's go steal this thing from the Astros. I want them really? to go full bore. I really do. I, I... I I want them to go get one of the, I want them to go at Story or Correa. And I know JP Crawford's there. And you know how much I love JP Crawford. Yeah. I think JP Crawford could play anywhere. Or I think Story or Correa could play anywhere. Yes. Depending on what you want to do. Go add another bat. Go do that for me. I think you can do it. We've been, we said that all last year. 2021 was cute, but 2022 is going to be the year you can start really going after things. I'm still giving the Astros. They're still the favorites, obviously. I don't even think that's the question. But if there's a team that can come up and surprise the world and and go take that from them, I think it's the Mariners. So I'd want them to take it just a little bit more serious and and move up the timeline. Because I still think they're acting like one or two years away. No, I think they should go now.
0: Well, one or two years because they're hoping that Kelnick uses this year, uses 2021 as a learning experience. Some of the younger
1: pitchers, yeah.
0: You know, And then they've got another outfielder in Rodriguez who's – right on the precipice of getting there so you don't want to block the growth and development of either of those two guys but i like where your head's at i like adding another bat and if you got to trade somebody you trade somebody because when you trade somebody it's to bring something back into your organization and there's a lot of teams that would love to get a guy who is under team control for now and they'll be willing to give up something else that could help you a really good bullpen arm Extra starter, something. We'll see. Trevor Story. So I want them to get that. Would be you put him over at third base? Sure. Yeah. A- Abraham Toro on line two for you. Who plays second base for them? Frazier. Oh, they just traded for him. Oh, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. They're close. Yeah, I mean, listen, they just added the Cy Young Award winner and Robbie yeah. Ray right at the top of the rotation. I if want a guy them like I'm, a bat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. I like what they're doing too. Boy, but I love you calling your shot about them, maybe winning the division. That's fun. Mm. All right, for me, it's pretty simple. Paging Dave Dombrowski and the Philadelphia Phillies. What the F are we doing here? I get it. Corey Canable. good solid signing, even though you let Hector Neris walk out the door, and there's a lot of Philly fans who are like, well, I'll pack his bags for him. Hey, at least the dude was there. With Knable, he has. do you know that he has pitched fewer than 40 regular season innings since the end of the 2018 season? No. Okay. I, he had a great year for the Dodgers. Really good. And by the way, he was like their starting pitcher every other game in the playoffs. But do you trust him to make it all the way through a regular season healthy? That's the big question. They still need way more help in the bullpen. They still need two more outfielders. Like you, you're not going to surround Bryce Harper with as much talent as possible. You got to, you paid the guy more than $300 million on a 13 year contract. He just came off his second MVP. Are you going to just sit on your, come on.
1: I was going to talk about the Phillies, but I've exhausted myself talking about them last year. I said they have a roster that can compete. They can make the playoffs. They can make noise in the playoffs. The top-end talent there is elite. They just haven't been able to supplement it at all.
0: Well, i got to stop you there. Where is it elite outside of Bryce Harper?
1: Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler, JT Realmuto. Muto.
0: Okay, so Reese Hoskins Wheeler, can be elite. Uh, Reese Hoskins is not elite. He can
1: be elite. He can be elite. He needs to be healthy. He's a really
0: good baseball player. I'll he give you Muto and Harper in the in the lineup. Right and now they've we got were. a voided shortstop. I forgot about that too. They
1: have to go do some, I mean, that was going to be the team I talked about. Like I said, I'm just
0: tired of talking about him. I know, and that's why I'm saying, let's go. Like sit down, rethink your strategy. Look at what you've got. Are you going to wait until Bryce Harper's 32 or 33 to really start stepping on the accelerator and making the right moves?
1: I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's a good question. Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, Bryce Harper, JT Romuto. That's four. I don't know why I did five. That's four. Like, that's a nice core to build Very around. Good. You need, you need, like, and Ree- I'm, I'm putting Reese in there. Don't, don't stop me from putting Reese in there. I am.
0: I think he's a really, really good player. I can't put him on the same level as Real Muto at his position and Bryce Harper.
1: Sure, that's not fair. I mean, the guy just won an MVP, and Real Muto's the best catcher in baseball. I get it. I just really believe in a guy like Reese's swing is so damn good. They've always needed to just supplement the talent. They had it kind of last year. They just needed a bullpen help. I mean, they have Ranger Suarez. He's elite. He played very well last year. So, (laughs) like – you're right. Like they need to think about some shit. Maybe they go get Carlos Correa, but can they really add another massive deal to their books? I don't know.
0: I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. I think they piece it together in in, in the free agency uh, fantasy draft. I I had Castellanos going out to Philly. I thought he was the perfect bat and temperament in that lineup in that city to go do something. But
1: I'm looking at. Uh, sorry, I'm just you got me thinking now. I'm looking at the Mariners lineup. I don't know. Story fits. we you have to move someone to the outfield or trade someone.
0: Well, that's what you have to do. You have to trade somebody.
1: Who are you going to trade?
0: You could trade either France.
1: Tie France would have to trade. In, and then, then you what? You put Story at first base?
0: No, no. no. But you, you, you could figure out a way. I don't know. Does Abraham? Can Abraham Toro play first base? Can he? Those can guys he play, play third base. I
1: think he can play outfield. Didn't he play a little bit of everywhere?
0: I think he did. I think he's moved around a lot. But I think you could find a, a first baseman if you bring in a guy like Story. You can figure out. I'll figure yeah. out first base.
1: As much as people value versatility, let's make some people versatile then. If you can yeah. be a guy like Story. Why don't we really
0: do it up big? Why don't we bring in a Story and then you put in uh, Anthony Rizzo at first base?
1: Oh, baby. Okay, Leadership. so here, here's what I have. He's Abraham Torres never played the outfield, in the big leagues at least. Third okay. base, first base, second base. He can How much first
0: base has he played? Just, to, just to uh, 2019
1: it. one game and 2024 games and 2021, yeah. two games. So no. Okay.
0: Well, Hey, <laughs> second listen, base to me, your cutoff is six games. If you've played six games at the major league level at a position, then you, we can call you that. <laughs> so he's a first baseman. <laughs> I
1: don't know what they're going to do. I guess with the Frazier signing, they're done.
0: All right. Last bit here. Um, We've seen a lot of the guys do the, the shadow, the silhouette, if you will on their um on their it's now their twitter default icon very funny but does jose ramirez win the best silhouette (laughs) where he's got the bling full color on the silhouette
1: i love it it's funny man Uh, we talked about this at the opening of the show mlb lost that one taking all the pictures off the off the website is they don't have a choice right for legal it's legal reasons but like they could have done something else like the silhouette, the soulless silhouette. And it's like, Hey, that's how MLB views its players. Totally. So, you know, players took it over. Obviously that was a coordinated attack by the union. Cause everybody did it. Hashtag new profile pick. Uh, but Jose's was really funny. Another one I thought was really funny. was Dobnak because Hilarious. he has one of the most recognizable, you know, what do you call that? Uh, facial hair silhouette. Yeah. He's at the Fu Manchu. He's got the glasses, Uber driver, our guy, yeah. there was a lot of really good ones. I think Cueto put one with the dreads. Good stuff, man.
0: Yeah. Funny. Get, get more creative. Um, and as we wrap things up here on, on the Friday, December 3rd edition of baseball today, once again, we're not going anywhere. We will be <laughs> with you each and every Tuesday and Thursday. We're still trying to figure out exactly what the baseball programming is going to lo- look like and sound like, but it's going to be there for you. And don't forget about the Rose rotation. We're actually going to have a lot of players on in the offseason. I've been in contact with the, a few agents. Uh, can't go through the teams, obviously, because they're not allowed to have contact with the players. But that's okay. That's and, um, <laughs> and next week, I do have Jimmy Rollins coming out. And he's on the Hall of Fame ballot for the first time. And I already told you, he's got an amazing golf story with Joe Pesci and Andy Garcia and really, like, good stuff good stuff i love that i'm excited that's to fun. hear about that that's cool yep. uh you got anything good coming up on the weekend what do we got
1: not really man it's gonna be a nice easy weekend i'm sure i got some kids birthday party they go to oh it's, god it's, it's all you ever do as a parent yeah um but yeah man it's, it's getting to be a christmas time we're doing the elf on the shelf thing all oh that stuff. okay
0: yeah. okay all right what about you what you got you know, same old thing. I got a little bit of uh, NFL work on Sunday. You know, we'll figure out something on Saturday. Going out with Michelle and a, another couple tonight. You know, our age it gets pretty boring.
1: We can go out. It won't be boring if you come out with me, buddy. I
0: know. Well, you know, you're you're just always so. I I don't think you're available till January. I have to be honest with you. I kind of my
1: schedule's so full. I'm going to Vegas on Monday. Whoa! What are you doing? We'll talk about it. Charity event. So you're not here Tuesday. I can be there Tuesday. I won't be here. I'll be in Vegas. We'll we'll talk about it.
0: Okay, we'll talk about it offline. Well, listen. Thank you again for continuing to consume all the great baseball content we hear we have here at John Boy Media. It's really important that we are here for you. We're not going anywhere. We'll talk about all the important things. It might not be player movement, but it will be fun. It'll be interesting. So make sure you keep downloading all of it. Thank you very much, and don't forget. On this day, we will honor the memory of Jackson Sparks. It's jerseys for Jackson. Go out, use the hashtag. We've got our own special jerseys. And uh, this is in memory of our little buddy, eight-year-old Jackson Sparks. We will see you again next week here on Baseball Today.